Ever drive by a bad automobile crash and wonder, how did that happen? Well, if the driver could turn back time, they'd find that a whole series of actions led to that car wreck. Okay, well, I overslept, stupid alarm, woke up and looked at the clock and panicked, threw on some clothes and headed to my internship. I'm supposed to be there in 10 minutes and I'm at best 15 away. Had to text my boss as I was getting on the expressway to let them know I'd be late, traffic was bad, blah, blah, blah. Then bam, I run right into some stupid driver who stopped for traffic. So, what caused the crash? Well, texting while driving, yeah. But we could walk all the way back to sleeping through the alarm to really understand why this happened and how to avoid it in the future. Well, that's the great thing about managing risk. If you connect all the dots, you can figure out how to avoid problems from the very start. Now, let's take a fairly common scenario among college student organizations and do some walking back. Let's start at the point where everything starts to go bad. A freshman guy is passed out on the couch at a party hosted by members of your organization. Nobody's really been paying attention because the place is really crowded. But as the party clears, somebody notices that he's not looking so good. Nobody can wake him up and he's not breathing very well. Somebody calls 911 and the sirens start wailing toward the party, which has everyone scattering like ants. Party over. Trouble begins. How did that happen? Well, like the car crash, there may be missteps going back a good week before this moment that contributed to the outcome. Let's walk it back. Before the guy passes out, people at the party keep feeding him shots, even though he's already showing signs of being way intoxicated. But if being a little drunk is fun, then being a lot drunk will be a blast, right? Well, he's not thinking much about how he can handle and what the potential risks are for drinking so much. And he seems to really want to drink more, so who are we to say no? Before the shots, though, he comes through the door with two friends. The three of them split up almost immediately. And even though they stumble by lots of members of your organization, no one stops up to find out who they know at the party. The person feeding our guy shots has no idea who invited him, how old he is, or how much he's been drinking. In other words, no one notices that a drunk underage guy that no one knows, a true liability, is at our party. So how'd he get in? Well, like most of the parties your organization hosts, the door to the house, a house that's rented by four members of the group, is wide open. No one's standing at the door checking for invitations because there's no invitation list. Before the party starts, the group members in the house did what they always do to get ready for a party. They make a big trash can of punch filled with all kinds of alcohol in it. They made space on the tables for cups and bottles, and they cleared the refrigerator for beer and ice. No food. No alternate beverages. Oh, and they made sure the door was open and the music was cranked high. Let's walk back a little further. Four days before the party, several of your organization's members told the group that there was going to be a big party at the house of the four group members and that everyone should spread the word. They even referred to the party as being given for or given by the entire group. No one talked about what this meant or the liability this could create for the group. After all, different members of the group host parties all the time. Let's walk back even further. Way before this event, at the start of the year meeting, 
Group members bragged about how the organization has a reputation as being great partiers and how the group's parties are the most popular on campus, especially among freshmen. Several members shared their favorite stories about partying and laughed about people who gotten really drunk at parties the group had hosted. So do you see how, when we walk way back, we get a different picture on how to avoid those problems? The Leader Awareness and Planning Tool, the second tool in your toolkit, helps you to identify policies and practices that may be contributing to potential problems for your student organization, even if the problems haven't occurred yet. As a leader, when you become aware of these group policies and practices, you can make decisions about them and find ways to create changes that can make all the difference later on.